Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. It's a privilege for me to be able to introduce to you the, the president of the Samaritan Project here in, in Zephyr Hills. Her name is, is Carol Sheckler. Carol? I thought you forgot my name. No, I didn't. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Dave. Good morning, Trinity Church. It is an honor and a great privilege to be here to inform you of the organization that I represent. Before I do that, I need to inform introduce you to a few people that assist me in this or in this endeavor. Fran Wetzel from Trinity Church is one of our volunteers. She's with us two days a week. Carol Green, who is our secretary treasurer and volunteer at the office. Jean Taylor from the St. Joseph's Catholic Church, who is on our board and also one of our volunteers. And the gentleman sitting next to her is the love of my life for 42 years who puts up with me, allows me to do what I do, suffers without dinner sometimes, so I can be out there working, my husband, Alan Sheckler. How many of you actually know what the Samaritan Project of Zephyr Hills is or does? We are a nonprofit organization who survives on donations, which Trinity Church, I'm very proud to say, is one of our donors. We have fundraisers during, throughout the year to raise funding to help these people. We are fortunate enough that the city of Zephyr Hills has applied for a very first ever grant for homeless prevention and rapid rehousing in the amount of $76,000. Oh yeah, woohoo. I was so excited after I confronted several city members and then we found out it's a match grant. What that means, for those of you who are not aware of it, is we have to match dollar for dollar that the government is giving us. How do we propose to do this? Very simply, I am not too proud to beg. I've never been too proud to beg. I am a minister's daughter. I was raised in the Church of Christ and Baptist, don't ask. But my daddy was a Church of Christ preacher and the only way that you're going to get what you need is to go out and ask and beg. And I've even been known to cry to pull the woman card. If you look at the flyer that you received this morning in your uh, church bulletin, our statistics are in there. From January of 2012 to, Janu- to December of 2013, we provided 42000 $986 in assistance. We helped over 633 families. 
because of donations and fundraisers. We do a golf scramble every year. Every year our golf scramble grows. But we need to continue to get the support of the community. Please do not confuse us with Samaritan Purse or any of the other Samaritan projects. This is the Samaritan project of Zephyr Hills. Our money stays right here. We don't send it to Dade City, to to Polk County, to Hillsborough County. It stays right here in our community to help our people in need. We assist people in all age groups. How many people in here live on Social Security or a fixed income? I do. What happens when you have one car break down? It knocks a hole in your budget. How do you pay your electric? Well, let me think. Hmm, I can't. We have an entire group of other associations and ministries that we can tap into. We're very fortunate with that. If you come in and we can't assist you with everything you need, we have ways to do this, whether it be through um, St. Vincent de Paul in San Antonio, Neighborhood Care Center in Zephyr Hills, Salvation Army, any resource. We're a one-stop shop. We are desperately at this point looking for an office. We are in, and thank you, St. Joseph's Catholic Church. I can't thank you enough. They donate our office and utilities to us. It is 500 square feet. That includes the bathroom. The bathroom is my private office. I told Pastor Dave the only thing I needed, I had the throne. All I needed then was the tiara. Because if I need to get on a personal phone call to contact a landlord or a mortgage company or a utilities company, I have to have the privacy. So you go into the bathroom, turn the blower on, and hope nobody can hear you. I had the pleasure last week of having Pastor Dave and another pastor come over to visit me. That was a challenge. And... um, I started to invite them into my private office, but we, we chose to stay out in the little classroom. But we are desperately seeking another building at this time. Um, should be an article coming out in the Zephyr Hills Free Press next Thursday about our needs, our wants, but mostly needs. I can live without my wants, but the needs are, are really top priority. Pastor Dave, you gave me 15 minutes. How much time do I have? Oh, he said I got more time. I told him I could do this for 30 minutes. This isn't an issue. You get me on Samaritan Project, and that's all I want to do. That's all I want to talk about. I retired last May from the Greater Zephyr Hills Chamber of Commerce. Woohoo! And I retired for one specific reason. I felt that God had touched me in such a way and was giving me a message that I needed to be out there helping people. That, yes, I was helping people in the chamber. Okay. But this is a different type of help. This is a totally different type. When you see a mother with small children come in and they have no place to live, you see a senior come in, they can't pay for their electric or their water because their car broke down. 
Can I tell you how many times we have cried in that office? How many times we have prayed that God would give me and the board and all the volunteers the direction? Fran is fairly new to our ministry there, and we are so thankful for her. We sit there, and we do laugh, and we do cut up, and we have a good time. And Fran works her word search puzzles and when we're not busy. Then you have a case walk in or come in in a wheelchair, an electric wheelchair. We can't get them in our door, so we do the paperwork outside to find out this young man's power had been cut off. He had had a debilitating stroke and no one to help him. We didn't hesitate. That young man's power was back on that afternoon. But we can only do this with donations and fundraisers. We just feel like there's a reason that God has brought all of us together. We have a board of 11 members, which are all listed in the brochure. I first became aware of this organization in 2009 when I was working for the chamber. And over these past four years, five years, I have met so many wonderful people who have touched my life, and I've had the great honor and pleasure to work extremely closely with the Zephyr Hills Wesley Chapel Ministerial Association. I hope that when you leave here this afternoon that you will stop and think, if I give a dollar, will that help? Absolutely. Because for every dollar we get, another dollar grows and another dollar grows. We have no paid employees. We are all volunteers. Our only overhead that we have is our internet and telephone. Everything else, we donate. So when you leave here, I hope that you would stop and think about what can I do? What difference can I make? with these young people and these seniors and all walks of life. I want to thank you all for letting me come here today. It has been a great honor and privilege. I have felt so warm and welcome. I've walked into churches where you feel like you're very, it's very cold and you've got the haves and the have-nots and some sitting here and some sitting there. When I walked in the door this morning, I was made to feel extremely welcome. So it has been a pleasure. I, if you have any questions, I'll be here after the service. Please come up and ask me. Or you can ask Jean, or you can ask Carol. Fran's still learning, but I'm sure she can direct you in probably your right direction as well. Thank you again. You know, um, oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> you know, there it, it is. As as the video as the video stated, reality. It it is reality, and and I know that you know a month ago or near the beginning of the year when we were starting to ramp up our our goals for the year and and. Um, um, I told you 
that there had been a time in, in our life, uh, Shirley and I, when, when uh, we, were so, we were so broke that we just, we had no answers. And I, I had told you that, you know, on the way home from my second job, in the snow, it always happens in the snow, but, you know, I had run out of gas, and I was, you know, a good couple miles from home. I had, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, the, the pocket where the billfold was empty, um, and, and there was just nothing I could do. Um, but um, through loving parents, um, you know, they, they brought us through it. But the thing is, is that you have people like, like that that, that, um, um, were, that, they, that the Samaritan Project deal with that don't have that luxury. They don't have the luxury of parents who can, who can help them out. Um, and they're alone. What do we do? I'll tell you, the system is broke. The system is broke. And without, without help from a Samaritan Project, um, people... People end up end up homeless. Uh, because I'm I'm starting this way, I, I'm not going to um, have you stand for um, the reading of scripture this morning. I'll just have you sit where you're at, and I'm going to read you uh, from from James one, starting in verse twenty one, where it says, "Therefore." Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive the meekness and the implanted, with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of, of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue or but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I I thank you so much for being our God, for loving us, for allowing us to be able to come together today to to worship you. Father, to to be able to open the word together, how precious that is to be in in this time together. Father, bless us as only you can. Open our hearts, open our minds, and lead us in a direction that only you could lead. And in all of this, Lord, the, the glory is yours. And we pray this in your most precious name. Amen. How many of you have, um, have ever bought a piece of furniture that you needed to put together? <laughs> have you done? You know, uh, the desk, 
um, um, some kind of a table, a, a bookshelf, or something like that. You go to the store, you buy it, you see it set up there, and, and, and how, how nice it really is. And then when, when you get it, it's in a box. The box is only about yay high, and, and it is this great big piece, weighs all kinds of weight. I mean, it's, it's, it's hefty. Uh, then you've got to put it together. Now, I'm going to tell you, Shirley and I have a system, and it's a good system, and, and I really think that this is what has um, uh, helped us um, uh, keep the marriage together all these years is our ability to be able to put this, this furniture together. Actually, what happens, um, what, what actually happens is that she takes the instructions and she reads the instructions and I got the tools. And never the two should meet, you see. Um, she says A before B and A and B comes before C no, not that piece. No, put it down. That's later. And, and we follow along together. And, you know, we've put together some pretty good stuff. Um, I, we've got a desk over, over in, the, in the parsonage over there. It's still together all these years. And we've had to take it apart and put it back together. Well, I get to do that. But the, but the first time that goes together, there is a system. And the system works and so you don't mess with the system. And, and, it's, and it's come together. Now, here's the thing about, about this system. If we both read the instructions, um, it, it wouldn't work. Because who was going to pick up the tools? You see, she could read the instructions, I could read the instructions, and, and we could understand the instructions and we can know how to put this desk together in theory. In theory only. But in reality, the desk would still be laying in a, in a heap on the floor and, and it wouldn't be together. We'd know how to put it together. But we would, it would never be put together. You see, and in fact... Uh, Maybe if we read the instructions enough times, we could probably quote you the instructions. We could probably go to, to instruction number three and be able to wrap it off just like that. But there would be the desk laying in the middle of the floor, and it would still be apart. The desk never, never came together. It says, don't be hearers or readers of the instructions and not be the doers. You see? You need to read the instructions. You need to study the instructions. But man, you got to pick up the drill. You got to pick up the screwdriver. You got to pick something up so that desk goes from a pile of wood on the floor and becomes a reality. Something that, that you can use uh, to, to study on, to, to write on, to be able to put, to put books on for that pile to be able to be used. 
I, I remember uh, I've, I've used a reality, or uh, uh, not a reality, I've, I've used a story before, um, and, and I, I thought about it this time, and maybe you remember it, maybe, maybe you don't, but, but, and I hate to repeat myself a lot of times, I hate to repeat myself a lot of times, I hate to, you know, but, uh, but um, it, it, was, it was this, the analogy is a parent who wants to have some work done while they go to work. And, and so what they really need, and all they really need, is for the kids to take the garbage out during the day. You know, and, and while they're at work, they, they have left a note laying on the counter. And, and so the kids, they are so involved in, in watching television or playing video games. Oh, man. And, uh, and, and, and playing all these games, and they never go out, and they never see that note, and so as it works out, the garbage never gets taken out. I, I look at this, and I say, you know, this is the way God is with us with his word. He's, he's left us this word to read. And, and when we come into his presence someday, he's going to say, didn't you read those letters that I left for you? And you would say, no, I was too busy with life, and I was never able to really get the time to look at, at the letters that you left me. It's the same excuse that kids give to their parents when they come home at night, and not only is the garbage where it sat when they left in the morning, it's actually stacked a lot higher because they never walked to that point where the note was laying on the table and they were never able to see it and they never read it, and so nothing was ever done. But I looked at it a little bit farther this time, and... In the same light of being able to read this note would be that if when the parent left the note and reminded the kids before they left, there's a note on the counter for you, I want you to read it and do what it says while we're at work today. And worse than not reading the note is reading the note and deciding it wasn't worth following. Mom and dad come home, garbage is piled up, and they say, didn't you read that note that, I, that said, take out the garbage? And they said, yeah, didn't want to, didn't want to. I got something more important to do than, than to do what you asked me to do. And so the scripture says... When God sees you, when you stand before him on that, on that day, the, the day of standing before Jesus on his, at the judgment seat, and you say, Lord, yes, I read that note that was in, in front of me here, but you know something? I decided that it really wasn't too important. Ooh, wow. You see, that's, that's how... That's how scripture is with, with, with us. There's a reason that God calls us his children because that's exactly what we do. We act like children. We act like children. You see, reading the instructions and doing nothing about them 
is saying the instructions meant nothing to me. And folks, there are many of us who not only have read the instructions, we can, we can quote the instructions without them being in front of us. But if those instructions don't change our lives, we've missed the point. We've missed the point completely. The instructions are there. See, there there is a reason, an absolute reason, why we started the goals. There's a reason. And it wasn't just for us to have something to do. It really wasn't. What it was, it had everything to do with the instructions that we receive in the church. It's the instructions of the word of God. And, and it says these are the things that we're supposed to do. I'll tell you how good God is. He doesn't say, hey, listen, this is what you need to do. He says, if you do this, I will bless you. It's, it's not, he's not a God who holds us under his thumb He's not a God who, who threatens us and, and just wants to hold us down. He's a God that says, if you do what I ask you to do, if, if you read the instructions and do the instructions, I'll bless you. I'll bless you. And folks, I really feel that Trinity needs a good blessing. I do. I feel that, that God will bless this church beyond, beyond measure beyond measure, more than we could ever, ever even imagine. Because we, we can't, we tend to put God in a box, and, and, and when we find out the awesomeness of God, and what God will do when we kind of get out of the way and let him do what he wants to do, he always surpasses anything, anything that we can, that we can even imagine. You see, the 7,700,000, 7, you're doing great. But folks, over time, we can kind of fall asleep with those goals laying right in front of us, but we can't do that because that's not what the instructions say to do. The instructions say to reach out and to help other people. You know, I, I've... If, if you see what, what Carol is talking about this morning, and, and over the time that, that I've talked to her, and, and I've, I've, I've had many times that we've been able to sit and talk, and there is a passion for what she's doing that surpasses so many. And, and it is a passion to do whatever she needs to do. And like she says, I'll beg, I'll do anything I got to do, just so I can help those people that walk in the door. And, and you know, the, the reality of the people who walk in the door is, is it's growing. You know, I, I, I honestly don't care what they say on the news as far as what our unemployment rate is in this country. It is not true. It is not true. Because there's people falling off the back end that are just plain giving up. There is nothing for them out there. And when they fall off the back end, they forget about them. 
and they don't make it into the figures. And there are so many people like that today, and there are so many people who are, who are homeless. And, and, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to see if you don't look. But if you look, you see it. And it's scary. It is so scary. But there is something that, that I want to read for you here. It's James 2. Why are people so passionate about these things? In James 2, it says, If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? And thus... Also, faith by itself, if it does not have the works, is dead. It's dead. It's what we're called to do. It's what the instructions say that that we need to do. To see somebody who is hurting, to see somebody who is in in pain, to, to, to see the needs that are there and to say, God be with you. Guys, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Because there is a need. There's a need there. When they say that we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ in this world, it is exactly that. That is who we are. It says in, in our scripture, it says, Be not hearers of the word only, but be doers. It means to study. It does. You study the word. You know exactly what it says. But folks, then we step out and do. We become the doers of this word. Thank you, Carol, for for coming today. Um, We're we're going to um, uh, close with our, our hymn. Julie, if you would come up. Um, as, as you leave today, we, we have uh, some donation um, buckets at, at the door. Um, I would just ask, as Carol, as Carol asked uh, when she was speaking, that as you leave, think about it. Think what, what would the Lord have you do to be not only hearers, but to be doers. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks in who you are as our God. And that as our God, you're not willing to let us just sit and, and do nothing. You're not willing that if this church is to grow and is to become the church that you want it to be, that you're not willing to let us sit here and just watch the world go by because it, that is not what you're asking us to do. Father, touch hearts as, as only you can, as is incapable. I'm incapable of being able to do that, Lord. Only you can do this. Touch hearts as only you can. And we pray this and give you the glory in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online 
at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.